Hey everyone, welcome to this week's edition of the Child Whisper Podcast. Today I'm talking about a very simple thing, but we we do it constantly in our homes. We're constantly doing this, and I want to teach you ways to shift your family environment from a negative to a positive, and it's through these simple practices. So stay tuned. I want to welcome my Facebook audience. I'm live right now broadcasting on Facebook, so hello everyone. And if you call into today's show, you can see the number uh, in the copy, in the Facebook copy. I'm giving away two copies to the first two callers, one copy each. I have two copies I want to give away of my book, It's Just My Nature, to my first two live callers. And you can call in at 347 677 and ask me any of your parenting questions or share a success story with me. So my success story this week is from a mom who shares my 10-month-old type 2 son wouldn't eat anything at dinner and instead just cried. Now we make an effort to be calm and eat slowly, and he eats like a champ. Thanks for your help. Now that's so interesting because you wouldn't think maybe the, the heck, you know, maybe it was more hectic. Maybe it was a lot going on, and he just felt uncomfortable emotionally. He was sensitive to the environment. It wasn't even about the food. That's what's so fascinating. In the world of energy profiling, we learn these little nuances that affect our being. Uh, another type 2 tip for children, parents of type 2 children, oftentimes their sleep can be disrupted because they're not comfortable in what they're wearing, or the bedding that they have. You know, I didn't, I have two type 2 children. I would have never thought about that. I never did think about that as their mother. And it's such a great asset to be able to understand these little preferences that we have that make worlds of difference in being our true selves and being able to be balanced. So thank you, Mom, for that success story. So we're going to talk briefly today about how to shift your family environment, your home environment, from negative to positive, and it has everything to do with the way you talk. Your, what you speak creates the energy of the space you're in. Even the, the uh, walls and the furniture and the, the, your environment will start to vibrate true to what you express in this space. And so if there's a lot of negative phrases being used, and these are very common ones. I'm going, to, I'm going to teach you how to take five common phrases that most parents use with good intent. You're not trying to create a negative space, but that's the power of our words. Everything started with the word, and your words are creating your space. And so these are five common phrases that are spoken by most parents and how to flip those to the positive, you're not only going to change the energy from negative to positive, I think you're going to have more success with your children and them responding favorably. Now, this came from an article I read on a website called Happify. So I kind of adapted it to my purposes in the parenting world, but that's a great website. It's all about practices that create happiness. And then I also came across a video that... um, you can find, I'm going to include the links to both the original article and this video of a teacher who is a special needs teacher. And he starts every day with complimenting his students. 
And he was featured in an ABC News story that I'll include the link to. So you can just get a, a hit on what it feels like to be complimented, to hear this, this teacher just comp, taking a moment to compliment, genuine compliments. And so are you, you know, that's not, that's not even in one of my five phrases techniques. Are you complimenting your children just regularly about who they are as a person? Are you acknowledging their true nature, their type of energy? Are you validating them? What would that be like if you started your breakfast and you'd have to craft a little time into this or once a week at dinner, it was the compliment dinner. You just took a moment and everybody gave each other a compliment. That alone is going to shift your energy and it's going to build high levels of trust and deeper connections. Now let's get to these phrases. The first one is, and you may not say this, but you'll say some version, so adapt this as you need to. I'm exhausted. So now you're declaring a current state of being. So I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm frustrated, I'm, you know, I'm whatever. So you are acknowledging a feeling state and you're challenged at the moment. What if, though, you switched, I am exhausted with, I need to rest? What do you need in that moment? You're cha- I'm challenged. I'm frustrated. I need to. I need to take a break and just, I, just, I need to stop trying to get everything I thought I could get done today. I need to change my expectations of what's possible today. You know, when I was in the active role of raising children, there were days that just didn't go as I thought they would. And my, I, I bring it down to three, is everybody breathing? Nobody's bleeding and everybody's safe. And I knew, okay, we're good. I bring it down to those simple factors to say, you know, it might be a pizza night. We might, you know, we might be eating oatmeal, but everybody's, Everybody's breathing, nobody's bleeding, everybody's safe, we're good. And, and I just have to let go. So rather than declaring you're, you're going to add more to tune it, you know, you can acknowledge I'm frustrated, I'm tired. Well, what do you need? What do you need as a parent right now? I need to rest. I need to just let go of how I thought this day was going to go. I need to just sit down with my child. They're not trying to get through to them. I just need to, like, sit down with them. What do you need? So whenever you're declaring a state of being, there's something you need that you need that wants to be acknowledged and acted on. Okay, the second one is more, it's a broader category, constructive criticism and making sure that becomes favorable feedback. So the two C's to the two F's. Constructive criticism can come across um, the key word here is criticism. So you want favorable feedback. You, and that's going to change the tone in how you share and when you share. Because each type doesn't respond in the same way to feedback. Type 2s and type 4s are an introvert energy. They require more tenderness and privacy. I think all child benefits for some degree of privacy when giving feedback. Because um, it's just... It can be embarrassing and you feel put on the spot. So how are you handling that? Would you say in how you share with your children, would you put it more in the constructive criticism 
category or the favorable feedback. And you can just even feel the, ch- the difference in those words. So how could you change that to favorable feedback? And your tone of voice is really a big part of that. Bringing your energy down, connecting with them eye to eye, and taking the time when certain feedback requires more time and attention and not just doing it on the fly in the day-to-day activities. The third one is when we're wanting our child to stop something, we'll often just say, don't do this. Don't throw the ball inside. Stop doing that. Well, what if you switch that to what you want them to do? So rather than saying what you don't want, now say, I want you to take the ball outside and throw it. You know, and you give it, you just say, I want you to take the ball outside and throw it. I want you to do this instead. We tend to focus heavily on what we don't want just in our everyday experience. I talk about this quite a bit in my book, Remembering Wholeness, that we're heavily focused on the don't wants of our day-to-day life. And so what, you know, you immediately notice something, I don't want that, I do want this. Well, what do I want instead? Instruct a child. Because it's difficult, you know, to just, when you say I don't want, they aren't given another, you know, they're not supported in, well, okay, what do I do now? <laughs> to start with the what you want, which is, I want you to go outside and do that. I want you to do this. That would really be supportive to me right now in our family if you chose this, or maybe give them two choices. Then the, the other one, the fourth one is similar in that we say no a lot to our children. And, you know, I get it's interesting to me that people that write on comment threads and think, you know, we're sort of abandoning our being responsible parents by changing our language. You know, children have to learn how to stay in line and they need to hear no. It's okay to hear no in a world that, that, you know, you can't have what you want all the time. And I think, well, uh, there's a no shuts us down quite a bit. And so how can we say how can we give feedback that is not quite so inclusive to the shutting it down? So let's just say no. No, you can't have ice cream. Well, that's an opportunity to, you've had enough ice cream and that's enough for now. There will be no more ice cream. See, you're giving it, you're putting more words into the space of just no. I know you like ice cream, and you've had enough. See how I'm getting? It's just not that. No. And then the fourth one is the whole, the don't thing. Don't do this. Don't do that. I like it when you do this. I really admire you. You know, it just really is supportive when you choose this. And so, see, and that is similar. They're all very similar. But you flip it just enough to take it from the focus on the negative, the negative, the negative, to instruction, positive support that opens the energy and it changes the energy in your, in your environment. It just does. So those are the, the, you know, notice yourself throughout the day. It's easy, it is easier to do the other. It, it's by default, it's a habit. And so, yes, this will take practice. But it is in this act of reframing, the benefits are huge. They, you know, I, I would suspect you want deep connections with long-standing relationships with your children. 
And as you learn about the four types and apply that in your parenting methodology, you're going to be able to use these reframes in a way that's really succinct to their nature and support them in that way. You know, create a, uh, you know, we we think it's interesting when our children say no to us (laughs) and what they don't want and say, so are they mirroring you? Are they matching you? And it's just an opportunity to start catching yourself. This is what I would do as a parent. I would ask my angels, as I prayerfully made a decision, I need to make this change. I'm being impressed upon to make this change. This is a favorable, supportive change for me as a mother. Please, God, ask my angels to prompt me and to help me notice in the moment when I can make these changes, that I will be motivated to do it, that I will be moved and motivated, and it will be my new habit. And I have to tell you now that I've been in this world of um, affirmation, and I think with an affirmative mind. I have retrained my brain, and your brain is like a computer. You have to program it. And so over now 25 years of practicing this, I have a really strong ability to just speak in the affirmative, to notice how I speak and to use affirmative language. And and so you're not going to flip this in a day. It might take you a few years. But I always say, you know, you're living one more day. You always give yourself the next opportunity. So the little practices over a long time create massive changes. And you raise children that start to think this way. I tell a story. I'm going to wrap up with this story, and then it's just a couple brief announcements before we sign off on Facebook. I tell this story in my book, Remembering Wholeness. Um, many years ago, when my daughter Anne was in grade school, many of you know her in the Dressing Your Truth world, I started to pray in the um, using only phrases of gratitude in my prayers that I would just say, even for things that had not occurred yet, rather than saying, please bless me, or I ask that, that really a strong level of faith, if I knew something was correct for me, and I was asking God for this assistance, I would say, and I'm grateful for, you know, something that had not transpired yet, that it could be possible, and it would, believing that God would assist me in this, and and really learned that. It was interesting to see of all my children, she started to make this her um, manner of prayer. And just yesterday, we had a family gathering, and Katie was asked to give the prayer. Katie is my little granddaughter and four-year-old daughter. She was asked to um, say a prayer before we had dinner. Her entire prayer was phrases of gratitude, and I know she's learned that from her mother because it's now become her daily practice. And I was so impressed upon that that something I did, you know, 20 years, well, it's been, yeah, 20, it was in the 90s that I started to change the way I prayed to the affirmative and, and into gratitude, phrases of gratitude. And you can read about this in Remembering Wholeness and learn how to do this um, more fully. I give examples in that. But it, it, to me now it's reached, you know, it reached my daughter and now my granddaughter. And see the changes you make as you become more aware and awake as a human being and your role as a parent will make lasting changes in generations to come. So a couple, um, I want to encourage you. Last, in my previous podcast, I talked about two resources I really want to help you get involved in. One is the marine phytoplankton. It is one of the best nutrient 
it's it's like a nutrient dump in a few do- a few drops. Children need this plant food from marine phytoplankton and go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton and plankton spelled with a K. This is, I have been in the health and nutrition world for decades. I'm really impressed by this simple product as far as supplementing your children's diets with a nutrient-rich plant-based food that has a very mild, subtle flavor. It's really lovely. And then start getting some help so you can create healthy menus with Super Healthy Kids Menu Premium Planner. Go to thechildwhisper.com forward slash healthy and check out all the support they offer in their annual membership to provide you with healthy menus, a shopping lists. They get it done for you. They, you know, they make it easy. They make it turnkey. So you can start giving your children whole real foods. This is the base of their well-being is their diet and their nutrition. Keep talking about that every week and promoting these two products. So give me a call. I've got two books to give away. Thanks for watching Facebook. The number's in the copy here on the Facebook copy. Give me a call with a success story or a question, and we'll keep the show going on Blog Talk Radio. So I had a question come in from a type 1 mom, and she wrote, how do I keep my home, how do I keep my home schooled? Type, I'm a type 1 mom. How do I keep my home schooled? Type 1 son from being bullied by his older sisters. His 11-year-old sister is a type 3, and his 9-year-old sister is a type 4. They gang up together on him. He teases them. They, then they all yell and fight and whine a lot about it. I try to protect him, but then the family members complain that I'm babying him. Our home is not peaceful because of the mean girls yelling at my son. I have a total of five kids. Okay, a couple things. How much are you yelling, Mom? Are you a yeller? Are you yelling to get your kids to cooperate? I have a really, one of my most popular blog posts is how I reformed myself from being a yelling parent. Are you a yeller? Because you're modeling that. What are you modeling to your girls that they think they have to yell to get somebody to listen? So first of all, I ask you to examine that in your own life. And then if your your daughters are 11 and 9, and I don't see, do we have an age of your type 1 son? He's apparently younger than 9, but they need to start learning about their behavior and how have you approached them and say, you know, your behavior is inappropriate. It's not civil. It's not okay for anyone to act that way. What, what are your children being influenced by that they even would go to what you would even describe as bullying? Are they playing, um, what kind of gaming do they do with their tablets and video games? Are they seeing violent, you know, what is stimulating this that your girls are yelling now. And I'm wondering, too, if they don't feel heard and understood by you. You've got a type 3 and a type 4. The pecking order's playing out here. You know, they're upset. They're frustrated. And so now if they feel kind of put on by you, because if you're a type 1 and you've got these strong energies in your two oldest daughters, you know, what are you doing that they're now, it's like the domino effect. They're passing it on down to the son. And then he's neat. what attention is he not getting that he's picking on his sisters to even get a negative attention? And he said, you know, compliment your kids. Start complimenting them every morning. Praise them. How much praise? I think the whole thing you've gotten into just disciplining everybody, trying to, uh, main, you know, 
So are you in the act of a disciplinary parent rather than a proactive parent instilling your children with goodwill and, and your positive energy? So why don't you start and do it one-on-one with them initially. Just start doing it. Start complimenting your children. Praise them for good things rather than disciplining them for behaviors you, you don't want anymore. Like you're stuck in a lot of disciplining all the don't wants. And that creates a lot of negative energy and it keeps it in a um, vicious cycle as you are seeing. That's a really good insight. Are you just, have you become a disciplinary parent disciplining all the things you don't, don't want rather than a proactive parent creating the things you do want through your parenting practices? You know, shift that. You're type one. Bring that energy up. And let yourself affect their, you know, affect your, their energy, their energy's taking over in a negative way. And it's not their healthy energy anyway. It's dysfunctional. My next question is from a type two mom with a five-year-old type one daughter. She says, I feel pressure to come up with fun things to keep my daughter from destroying things or running off into neighborhood without telling me. I want her to find something fun or social to do that's not dangerous. I've tried to tap into her creativity to come up with engaging but safe things to do. But she would rather just do what seems fun at the time, even if it isn't safe. How do I manage this when it's so stressful for me? Yeah, I I invite you first to watch the video if your child is a type 1 or a type 3, because you're kind of describing a behavior that I would classify more as determined that then is read as defiant. That it's like, I'm not going to do what you say. So if she's a higher movement, obviously, but, oh, you know, type ones typically aren't so pushback. I'm feeling, so my first suggestion is, have you you correctly profiled your child? Because the issue at hand sounds more type three than type one to me. And so if you're, perception of her is incorrect and you're trying to lighten things up, it can be really frustrating for her to not be engaged in the proper challenges for her age and the proper outdoor time and definitely the proper diet. Again, here's a situation that could, because of her diet and her lack of nutrition, um, and again, even with a decent diet, our our diets lack what are referred to as micro or nanonutrients, minerals. And that's where the plankton comes in. So you might try, is there, is she so, her brain's not working right to make her, to help her in making um, choices. I see this, I've seen this in my grandson who he will act before he thinks and then he gets into trouble because he didn't think it through. And as Jenny was really supportive in improving his diet, he grounded more. He was more balanced, and he had the access to a healthier brain in making choices and being able to now reason with him to be able to. She's getting old enough you can have a conversation with her. It shouldn't be too lengthy. And then so check out the phytoplankton, um, thechildwhisper.com forward slash plankton, and then are you taking time? Do you get a sitter? Do you get breaks? You need a break from this child's high energy. Maybe they're a 1-3. That could also be the case that she is definitely a type 1 with a type 3 backing it up. And you're just going to, she's going to always win. I've got more, the I've got more energy than you, mom, game. 
And so you need to get a break from her even more than she needs to get a break from you. So make sure you're doing that every week. Got my first live caller, Sarah. Hi, welcome to the show. Hi. You've won a book. Do you have the book, It's Just My Nature? I, yes, I have that one. Well, I'm going to sign it for you, and you can keep it Great. or give it away to someone. It will help. So right. thanks for calling in. You, you, you have, I'm going to, yes, you're a type, you're a type two, and your seven-year-old's a type four. Yes. And you're right. some insight. Okay, she's yeah, got some insight going on with um, her for the that's not fair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the it's not fair world. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, have her. A, I have a type two son with secondary four, and the not fair world gets double dosed <laughs> when those two are, you know, it's just what happens because they're aware of every detail. Yeah. And the big picture. Yeah. See, so they take into things, accounting of things. There's an accounting going on. That's why they make great accountants. There's an accounting (laughs) of what's going on um, and based on their their interpretation of fairness. So what's her interpret? Give me a give me an example real quick, like a recent one. Well, yes. The examples of where it's problematic is when it has to do with either friends that have things that she doesn't have or her younger sisters that do things like or don't have to do things like homework that she has to do. Um, so it's a little, you know, in the case of the friends, you know, it's just not going to work for our family yeah. to buy certain electronics yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And in yeah, the case I mean, of the younger sisters, your whole life. Well, they're younger. Right. That yeah. is just life. And so, you know, we, yeah, you know your neighbors try. might have something. So, Mm-hmm. Have you ever asked her the question, why do you think that's not fair? Yes, I have. Well, I've asked her that. And from what I recall as her response, she mostly has kind of evaded answering it directly. <laughs> like she'll answer, you know, well, it's still, even if I, and I think maybe I do too much explaining of why it is fair in the process of asking. Yeah, you got to get off that and get more to what she's trying to say is I don't want to do that or I would really like this. And she's playing the whole fairness card on you versus rather than get her to start talking about how she's feeling about it rather than say, I don't understand what you mean. I, why is it not fair? Why is this not fair? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. She needs to learn about fairness. Because it is. It's just like if you were, you know, give her some examples of she needs to be taught what fairness means. Because in her world, she's saying it in place of something else is what I'm sensing. It's like yes, what else is she trying to tell me sense. here? That makes sense because so, I do, you know, a lot of times we'll have talks about, well, is it fair, you know, and just talk about what does fairness mean, but I think coming from me and not from her and she is trying to use it in place of something else, most likely yeah. that, that makes sense that that's what she's trying to do. Um, and a lot of it's times a way for say, her, well, it's, she'll, it's a way of her saying it's a way that's not fair, so I'm feeling uncomfortable. I don't, I feel, I'm feeling something. Well, what are you feeling? How does that make you feel? Yeah. You feel sad? Are oh, you yeah. angry? Uh, 
do it privately too because she won't want to share that yeah. in a setting she where won't. anyone's around yeah. and just say, you know, well, what is it you really, what do you want? You, do you expect mom to go yeah. out and buy that for you? Because I really don't think she does. Yeah. Right. No, and that makes sense that that's probably not what she's actually meaning. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, thank you. Yeah, try, try that out. <laughs> that's Let a me good know how starting that point. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. I know, it's probably frustrating. You're like, ah, I'm tired of hearing this. Well, it is. It's over and over, and she she gets really angry, and so there's a lot of of yelling in her, like, that she comes at me with when she's saying these things. Yeah, yeah. And so it it likely is this background of something else. And say, well, I see you're really angry. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Something's really upsetting you. Help her. Right. I want to help you. You're only seven. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Who knows? She may not know. She's, you're going to help her start to figure it out to get to what's this feeling really about. Because um, type fours don't have that access so quickly to that emotional experience to say, well, maybe it's because somebody said something to her at school or she's put in an embarrassing situation and she's needing to now dump this emotion so she's making it about something it's not even about possibly. But as you do this, you're going to create a nice, strong bond with her that she'll start to just come to you to help her work through things, you know, because you become this just present person to listen and support her and her right. ability to do that. So I'm excited for you. It'll work out great. So it's interesting how this is an opportunity perfectly for a parent to look at and say, what could this be a springboard to something else? Um, you know, this would be a prayer of mine. Thank you, God. Thank you for um, using this experience to graduate me and my child to something even more profound, to even a stronger relationship. Use this for that and help inspire me to know how to let that happen. Then we've got Rachel on the line, who's a type one. You have a type one son. You're type one, and your son's a type one, apparently. Yeah. And you've won a book Mm -hmm. today. Oh, awesome! (laughs) I have all of your books, but I also have friends who never return them, so it'll be great. (laughs) This will be a giveaway, or (laughs) give away an old one and keep the new one. Exactly. Let's see you. What to do with playing favoritism or wanting dad instead of mom? And he's three, and he's three years old. Yeah, yeah. It's I have a four-month-old baby now, and it started when I was pregnant, and I just was more tired, and um, more of yeah. my energy was just like I would have to take like hot baths to deal with soreness. I'd have to really like really take care of myself, and I didn't have a lot of time to just play with him one-on-one. And so um, part of what I've been trying to do is to just play more with him. And I think that that's helped a lot. So it's really lessened the amount of favoritism that, that, that happens. And you would think that that would be easy for me because I'm a type one, but the kind of stuff that he likes to do is really boring and it's not fun for me, you know, to just like pick a ball for an hour. <laughs> Whereas his like type two dad, yeah, he'll I wouldn't either. He'll just do it. Yeah. He'll just do it. But really? so, so I've been making extra. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. So I've been making sort of like extra effort to spend more fun time with him, to sort of play with him. But it will still sometimes happen that I'll say something like, okay, let's play trains. And he'll say, no, I want to play trains with Papa, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, he's type one and, and that 
So go with it and just say, does it really have to turn into a choice? Just to say, that's great. You'll be able to. And then keep moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep moving forward. Okay. Don't get okay, stuck good. on it. Because sometimes just I'll say next. something like, I'll, sometimes I'll say something like, that really hurts my feelings. And I'm like, oh, later ah. on, I'm like, maybe that's too heavy. And yeah, I want to get don't your. Let a three-year-old, don't, let a, don't let a three-year-old hurt your feelings. Okay. Okay, awesome. <laughs> They're three. Okay. Don't yeah, let three yeah. hurt your feelings. Well, really, it's best not let anyone hurt your feelings. <laughs> but mm-hmm. especially three-year-olds. Don't give it so much weight. You're giving okay. it, you know, like, he doesn't know what that means. I mean, he doesn't have any ill will behind that statement. It's impossible. He's too little. You know, right. he's just getting a rise out of you when, well, He's type one, so just mm-hmm. move on. It's like next. Let's go to the next thing. That's great. I'm glad you love dad so much, you know, and dad's not here right now. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. Like, just don't yeah. get into it with him. It's not worth it. Yeah. That was sort of my, like, impulse because I part of what I've learned from you is that the more you pay attention to something, the more it's going to grow. And so – I, so that's kind yeah. of why I was second guessing my my initial impulse, you know. So that's really really. When helpful. you certainly Thank you just you. you don't want to train your child, you know. I grew up thinking I had to change who I was and my whole presence of self, so I didn't um, hurt my mother's feelings. You know, right. really, I, you know, you don't want a child having the responsibility for how you feel because there's so yeah. many adults that are like in healing and recovery because they sold out to the mother or father they had to accommodate that didn't feel good about themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So exactly. The, that, that you never want to make a child responsible for how you feel or use that as a way to discipline them or try it. It's not a good, healthy behavioral change strategy mm-hmm. to say, you know, change your behavior because I feel depressed. And you feel change your right. behavior, I'll be happy. Right. You know, there that, was something about just... it that felt wrong. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you noticed that. Yeah. Thank so, you so much, Carol. Awesome. I really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, you're welcome. Go ahead and <laughs> those of you that won the books, um, please send an email to parenting at liveyourtruth.com with your name and address. So my first two callers, go ahead and in the email, um, parenting at liveyourtruth.com, and we'll get those shipped out to you. Had another email question come in today. Um, says, I'm a type 3 mom with a 5-year-old type 3 daughter who does naughty things for attention. She smacks us if we don't read to her or because she thinks it's funny to do when we have company. Today, I'm ill. She asked me to read, but I have no voice. So she cut a cord on her baby brother's jump chair because I was sick. That's what she told me. We reprimanded her, and she goes to her room and then comes out with a hug or a gift to give us. Thanks for your help. Um, so you're type three and then your daughter's a type three and she's doing things that appear to be defiant. She's only five. So, um, to me, this is, you know, it's just, it's just a little difficult for me to think that a a five-year-old can be that ill-willed. Um, something, I mean, obviously she's making choices, but is she really this, horrible human being that wants to just get back at you, get even, and I'll show you. You know, so what is it in your childhood? Were you an unhappy little girl? Were you not given the proper attention 
for your validation and to really live true to yourself? Is she mirroring some really old energy that needs to be cleaned up? It's really from your childhood because you repressed it and you sucked it up and you, you know, accommodated where she's acting out. So that's really classic that the children of our day are more likely to not repress their true natures, but to overact in their energy to kind of, if they're not, you know, so there's an imbalance going on here. There's an imbalance of the energy. Was your so underbound, you know, under-expressive that she's overly expressing because there's some healing for you to do and she's showing you, you know, type three little girls are not um, loved and appreciated in their families because they're just not doing the right thing. They get in trouble. Uh, did you get in trouble as a little girl? And was that then, did you, you know, what did you do as a response rather than did you go bigger or did you do unders? So I'd encourage you to what did you need when you were three? What recognition were you looking for? I'm sorry, five. she's five years old. What were you looking for? What would, you, would have helped you as a five-year-old? What is your five-year-old crying out for that your actual daughter as a five-year-old of the same type is showing you there's an imbalance, mom? We keep playing out this pattern generationally that type three little daughters are not well-received in families. Was that your story? Or are you recreating it with your daughter's story? How can it, and you start working on yourself? I'm going to be producing in the next couple of months in my lifestyle premium content, um, more healing. I don't like my type. I just released the type one. We'll follow up in the next couple of months with type two, type three, and type four. And I'll be adding more resources in there as we move along. Um, Anne's on break. She is my, my daughter Anne is my content director. So we aren't, we're right now, we're not in, we got everything in place so she could go on maternity leave and she comes back on June 6th and we'll be, we'll be um, getting everything. We'll, we'll, we're going to be meeting and talking about um, those offerings and when they're going to get uh, produced and published. And so look forward to that. But here's some healing for you to do. My book, Remembering Wholeness, is a great asset as well for you to support your own healing so your daughter doesn't have to be a mirror showing you this pattern that's still playing out. Uh, let's take one more caller. We've got Amy, who's a type 4 mom. Hi, Amy. Hi. Welcome. Hi, you, um, you, from my notes, let me, my notes say that you have a type 4 baby um, and you're breastfeeding all day and how to get her to take a bottle. She's a 7 Let's see, got, you're so, yeah, she has some older siblings mm -hmm. going on, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so um, you you want to stop the breastfeeding or you want to just... No, supplement? I just, I just yeah, I just want a supplement just so I can have a break. <laughs> what, and and your daughter's a type four too, huh? So she's like the uh -huh. all or nothing and the nothing is no bottle. Yeah. <laughs> have, have you resourced a lactation specialist? Uh -uh. Do that. Um, I know my um, daughter, Anne, she initially had a couple things going on that she's resolved. Her new little boy, her baby boy was, um, little Samuel was, um, started to do a lot of spitting up, but even projectile vomiting. And she found a lactation, someone in her you could access her on Facebook and ask for the recommend. I would talk to a lactation specialist. They're trained in this. Okay. 
and how to how to make those changes. And Anne learned some really wonderful things. And um, Anne Tuttle Brown, she could hook you up with this. And someone in my she's a customer and fan of ours, and so she's she understands the types, which is helpful because I think okay. there is that you know your type four child is showing their preferences for. I only want this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there, I'm sure I'm sure you can learn a few things to help. Because, you know, it's reasonable that you would want to be able to supplement occasionally with a bottle and have that choice. So. Okay. Thank uh, you. Put, follow up with that. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in today. It's great. And that's such a personal choice. Um, there's a lot of opinion about breastfeeding and do's or don'ts and all of that and I'm grateful for those that are trained in advising women everyone has a personal experience they need to be re- I just you know we don't know what's happening in people's personal lives and and that's just great that there's an opportunity to reach out and get support so I hope that helps you a couple of quick announcements I'm going to be I'm heading to Boston this weekend my oldest daughter Jennifer is in a vocal competition there that I'll be attending with her and then I'll be hosting an evening event. If you go to my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Carol Tuttle, go to the events and you'll find the link to register for that on Eventbrite. If you're in the Boston area, if you want to, if you're in New England, you feel like driving in, um, I'd love to meet you the Tuesday evening on May 31st. There's more information on, just click, get on Facebook, click over to Eventbrite and all the details are right there on the Eventbrite page. And, I'd love to meet you. So the uh, post is now live on the blog, last week's podcast, Should I Medicate or Not? How to Know What's Best for Your Child. Very sensitive topic, very personal topic. I gave my own personal experience with this, some recommendations that I think are supportive um, to all parents in establishing healthy, balanced children. But check that out at thechildwhisper.com. And you can always subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Just go to iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. And I'd love for you to leave a review for me on iTunes.com forward slash Carol Tuttle. It'd be great to have a wonderful review from you. And so that's it. Um, Make sure you go to DressingYourTruth.com. I've got lots of free content that we post every week. It's going to support you in living your truth. You can sign up for my weekly newsletter there. Get Monday updates on what's new what's new content, and stay current. It's all the things that are happening in my world. So appreciate that you're such an amazing parent. You are doing a great job. Keep patting yourself on the back. It's a, there's a lot to navigate in our world these days and being the parent you're designed to be. Your children are yours because you're the best parent for them. And just living your true nature Make sure you, I've got a wonderful new energy profiling free online course that you can go through. Just go to dressingyourtruth.com to access that. I invite you to have your children even watch it. The more you understand each other's natures in your family, the more you have a correct perception of each other, you have healthy expectations, you have more potential for joy, harmony, and understanding. So use this tool to create that which God created us for, which is love, to be in joy, to be in affluence, to be in harmony. And I believe this tool really helps us powerfully in a way to see each other clearly in the design God made us so that we can live true to it and honor each other in that quest. 
Thanks for listening. I will not be broadcasting live next week. It is Memorial Day. I'll be back live in two weeks. Um, Call in with your questions. I love helping you. You're doing a great job. Thanks for being an amazing parent. As a teacher, healer, speaker, best-selling author of The Child Whisperer, and mother of five children, Carol Tuttle is honored to help you take the power struggle out of parenting and better understand the children in your life. If you'd like Carol to answer your question, call in next time or email your question to parenting at liveyourtruth.com. Carol invites you to learn more about the four types of children at thechildwhisperer.com and connect with her at thecarolblog.com. If you haven't read The Child Whisperer yet, get your copy through the Child Whisperer website and enjoy happier, more successful, more cooperative children.